Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So, gadgets, gizmos, galore, I imagine. Where do we begin? Well, we begin with the news that the extended ULES, the ultra-low emission zone, has been came into operation this week in London. Mm. Um, it's been uh, in the in the news a lot because of the political upheaval that it seemed to have uh, of caused. Well, it, it seems to be including bits of London. People didn't think they lived in London. Well, exactly. Uh, with a £12.50 fee uh, per day for people who have particularly old or polluting vehicles. Um, if you want to pay them, if you have to pay the fee, and you Google pay for ULES, then uh, until very recently, you'd find that there was a, a, a whole range of fake websites set up Yes. who would, in fact, pay the fee for you, but would also take an extra fee on top for the privilege of you using them rather than yes. going straight to TFL. But in fact, no, I've been TFL. reading there are many There are many where they don't pay the fee. They take the money. Uh, I'm sure there are. And apparently one person was complaining because they had to pay the, the late fine on, um, this was on the, the previous ULES, uh, despite the fact they'd actually paid, they thought they'd already paid. Mm. And they were saying, well, the thing is, these websites are incredibly easy to use, whereas the um, Transport for London one is it's not. Well, <laughs> it seems a shame. Um, it does. Yes. Anyway, so uh, TFL complained to Google. He said, yes, yes, we'll remove them all. I did a search today. Yes. And I came across London Emission Charge dot online, which was fairly highly up the Google rankings, which offered to pay the fee for you and oh. take five pounds off you at the same time. Good grief. Yes. So we do watch out. Go to TFL. Don't trust anyone else because anyone else is going to rip you off. Yes, and there are probably other ways of setting up paying it. Presumably, I mean, you can automatically pay the congestion charge. So, presumably, there are ways of doing this as well. Um, probably, yes. You have to go to TFL to, to find out and yes. navigate their Byzantine website yes. in order to do it. Yes, 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 yes. So, further right. bad news for motorists, maybe good news for everyone else. Back in April, we announced that Devon and Cornwall police were introducing AI speed cameras. Hmm. Uh, which I would remember. look at the images and then see if people were misbehaving in their cars. In the first three days, they caught 300 people, nearly, nearly 300 people, 117 people on the mobile phones and 180 people not wearing seatbelts. And in grief. fact, there's one image they published showing the close-up of a car with the driver holding his phone with both hands while the passenger was steering uh, the the steering wheel. So, you know, don't don't do it. It ain't worth it. Yes. Good, good. There are times where you think really the, the, the police perhaps could concentrate on more important things. But yes, mm. when they find people like that, I saw um yes. a, one of those deliveries motorbike guys the other day driving along while looking at presumably a map on his phone which he was holding in his hand. Yes. And he was weaving in and out of traffic. And I yes. just, yeah, I know what you mean. In the mean, meantime, we're, of course, very law-abiding citizens. Very, very Never do anything like that. And, of course, the reason you could be looking at your phone in your car is to make sure that you get to your meeting on time, unless, of course, you're dialing in to your meeting from home, as people mm -hmm. are uh, doing uh, even more and more these days. 
uh, whether it's on Zoom or on Teams or indeed on Google Meet. And if you do use Google Meet and you can't be bothered to get up and walk to your computer, you can now use Duet AI, which is your virtual meeting assistant who you can send along in your place to the meeting. But this is a good idea. Most meetings are incredibly dull. They are so if you can get somebody dull. to go along and tell you what happens, yes. if anything... Well, It'll record the meeting. Uh, it'll give you a transcript. And um, if you're late, then you, when you get there, you can get a list of the missed points and a video of key yeah. moments. Although but I don't can know I point out, what key moments are. although neither of us have spent much time working in offices in our career, I have done it occasionally. And meetings are terribly boring, but everybody seems to find them boring. So if everybody sends their AI assistant yes. along instead, yes, you know, all you're going to get is lots of AI things driving the agenda. It sounds absolutely ideal, except if everybody sends in their eye things instead, Google will stop the meeting. Oh, they've thought of this. They have thought of that, yes. <laughs> Way ahead of you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm intrigued. This is probably because they've tried it in Google offices first to see if it works and we're finding that was the, yes. what was happening. Yeah. And, and do we know, presumably you haven't been asked to any meetings where you can send one along to see how it, how it performs? I have not been into meetings on very, very few meetings on Google Meet. It's usually Zoom or uh, Microsoft Teams, which I absolutely hate. But then there we go. Yes, I've only had Some to use it once. Upon it's it. not, not, not mm. fun. But we like this, so we're going to have one of these now. And having had, let's move on. Well, let's move on. Of course, you shouldn't be using your phone in your hand to, to navigate. You could be wearing AR glasses or indeed AR contact lenses. We've talked about this mm -hmm. with the potential for them to do things like projecting images in front of your eyes or even delivering medication to your eyes or even things like monitoring glaucoma. The mm -hmm. trouble is that they obviously need batteries. And although the batteries can be very small, you have to have metal electrodes in order to take the contact lenses out and charge them. And you don't really want a couple of metal electrodes scratching no. the no. surface of your eye. No. So Nan Nanyang Tech University have come up with a brilliant idea. Batteries powered by tears. How Good about grief. that? Isn't <laughs> that brilliant? Good. Well, they're, they're just, what happens if you don't cry? But... Um... It does seem extraordinary. Well, they're only half a millimetre thick. And uh, they say you should place your contact lenses in the saline solution overnight to fully recharge them. But once they're in your eye, the tears should keep them going throughout the day. And uh, I'm sure you want to know uh, how they work. It's uh, it's the batteries coated with glucose oxidase. Well, that was, my, reacts, that was my guess, yes. Well, it reacts with the sodium and chloride ions, salt, to, uh, to, to you and me. Mm -hmm. In your in your tears to produce an electric charge. Well, let's say tears. You don't have to be sitting there weeping the whole day, but the the natural liquid in your eyes should be enough to do it. I think that's an absolutely fantastic. But you idea. could be laughing. You could be laughing. You could be laughing as well. Whatever you're doing, laughing or crying, <laughs> it'll charge up your contract. That lenses. does seem quite extraordinary. It does. Yeah. Anyway, moving along from that, mm -hmm. how do you like your martinis? Shake I don't actually. I don't oh, like them don't. at all. No, I have friends who love them and keep trying them. I mean, I've never, ever got into them. I don't mind dry vermouth, but uh, I don't like uh, the conventional dry martini at all. Ah, well, in that case, this isn't for you. This is the martini mixer, mm -hmm. which is a rather beautiful 
stainless steel tube which has a window in the side and leds mm-hmm. running down it and in 15 seconds it will produce the perfect martini it's just for you just a martini but hang on last week we had a martini maker that made umpteen cocktails not just one this will only make the one it's uh, made by a company called callum designs who have made it in cooperation with British Airways mm. and the Bremont, the, the watchmaker. So it's absolutely beautiful, and it will set you back a mere £2,995. But isn't that more than the cocktail maker that did every single cocktail in the world yes. last week? Yes, it is. If you don't want to shell out 2995 then you can always visit the, the Concord Room in Heathrow Airport, assuming, of course, you have a first-class ticket, mm. and then you can see it's an operation. No no idea of what the actual cocktail itself will cost you, but you can see the martini. So they, have a, they have a Concorde Concord room. What, do they have a Sopwith Camel room as well? I mean, how long is it it's, since the Concorde flew? It's been a while, yes. Yeah. It's been a while, but they obviously have that. If you do want to buy one for yourself, callumdesigns.com, and, uh, well, good luck to you. If anyone listening buys one of these, do let us know how oh, they yes. get on. Assuming yes. they're not too drunk to make the phone 2, call. Two thousand nine hundred ninety-five pounds plus the cost of the ingredients. I can't help feeling you've got to be pretty well healed to want to do that. Well, talking of being pretty well healed, mm-hmm. imagine for a moment you have a, a mega yacht, not just any old mega yacht, but one that you spent five hundred million dollars on. Well, if you're well healed, you don't have to imagine it. You can can just go and buy one. So you've got your (laughs) half a billion pound mega yacht, and this is a yacht with triple masts. But because it's got triple masts, it's got no helipad. Now, suppose you are the owner of this yacht, one Jeff Jeff Bezos, Mm. whose girlfriend is a helicopter pilot. What do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You buy an additional seventy-five million pound, million dollar support vessel <laughs> to go along behind it with a helipad on it. Well, that's just extraordinary. It is quite extraordinary. You have to really uh, value the girlfriend, really, in order to shell that out. But well, there we go. Every girl needs somewhere to park. And then, how does she get from the from the support vessel to the main yacht? Well, that's a very good question, and I don't think it's one that's fully answered. I don't imagine it to be very handy. Use. What do they call a breeches breeches boy or something? Was that what they call the thing where you would effectively a zip wire from one thing to the other? They were always doing that on Blue Peter in the old days. Yes, um, oh, that would be very boy? good. Yes, but I don't imagine even if she's a helicopter pilot, she necessarily wants to do that. And and why, if they're such a a, a loving couple, is she not on the boat to start with? No, no, she is on the boat to start with. But oh, then she when they go, get... she wants to leave and have an argument. They want to go and explore somewhere where oh, no billionaire has been before. So that obviously they zip over to their support vessel and then take a chopper off to destroy some part of the Amazon. He may have had some great Amazon. ideas, but frankly, if you've got a mega yacht, you would think having a helicopter would be one of the first things you'd think of. But clearly you would. he didn't. No. Well, it's got masts, you see. It's got a sailing mega yacht. So you, I mean, oh. you can't really fly a helicopter over a yacht. No, I guess. I guess that's true. So this is a yacht that really is a yacht, whereas quite a lot of the other ones call exactly. themselves yachts when there's no element of yachting involved whatsoever, think, except for the except for the jaunty little maritime caps they wear. If you're spending half a billion pound dollars, sorry, half a billion dollars on a yacht, yes, yes, let's not exaggerate then, here. <laughs> then you really want to make sure he's got sails as well. Yeah, I suppose that's yes. true. Right. Time for us to pause as we wonder where we've gone wrong in life that we can't afford one of these. 
sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose in conversation with Steve Kaplan about what the very, 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 very rich do with their with their money. Um, I hope you're going to bring us down to earth, something that we might be able to think about affording. Uh, well, talking of the very, 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 very rich, it's Elon Musk time, I'm afraid. Oh, right. <laughs> we haven't heard from him in ooh, at least an episode. So, at least an episode. So the Tesla has a mode called autopilot, hmm. uh, which is basically a kind of advanced uh, cruise control. Hmm. So the drivers have to keep their hands on the steering wheel. But what it'll do in full self-driving mode is change lanes for you and stop at lights and stop when there's traffic in front of you and, you know, all that kind of stuff hmm. that you can frankly do just by yourself as you've got your hand on the steering wheel. But if you take your hands off the steering wheel, then it keeps on reminding you to put your hands back on the steering wheel and it gets increasingly hmm. agitated if you don't. There is apparently a secret feature called Elon Mode that you can turn <laughs> on in your Tesla to disable the warnings. Ooh. Yes, the US Highways Regulator is investigating because they are not at all happy about this. But there we go. It's uh, the Elon Musk, I'm sure, is very happy about this because he obviously trusts technology more than the US Highways Regulator does. Yes. Well, didn't we hear that he, he tried to impress some girlfriend or other by by using that mode he did he did yes. and i'm sure she was duly impressed mind you if you were elon musk's girlfriend you'd probably be fairly impressed anyway it was indeed grimes now mrs elon musk and mother oh, to right. bizarrely named children right mm. okay yes yes well i'm Let's glad i've never gone out with elon musk i think it would make me quite nervous so i'm with i'm Safe with by the bell there. Your chances are slim. Yes, indeed, indeed. Mm. Yes, yes, another area I failed. We have talked about handheld gaming on this show, in mm. particular the Steam Deck, which I have told you is a splendid device and uh, one that I own and one which I absolutely love. It's basically a imagine a PlayStation or Xbox. Uh, controller sawn in half with a screen placed between the, the two halves. So it's a complete gaming platform that you can hold. Mm. Well, introducing the PlayStation Portal, which is their own version of that for handheld gaming that you can use to play your games anywhere. When I say anywhere, I mean anywhere within Wi-Fi link distance of your PlayStation PS5 because it doesn't actually store any of the games. It takes them on a link from your PS5. If you haven't got a PS5, then this is absolutely useless to you. Yes. Big big challenge if you're not in the same room. It's a no, but it doesn't matter if you're not in the same room, as long as it's so Oh, you can actually see. Oh, I see. It's got a, it's got a screen. It's, no, it's got a screen. Oh, yes, that's right. I see. Point. Sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, okay. Right, yes, fine. yes, yes, yes. So you can play it anywhere in the house. Bed. Anywhere yep. in the house, or you could play it sitting on the sofa while rather than playing it on your TV. If you want to watch a, a movie on your TV, you can play with your PlayStation at the same or time. Or sit outside your neighbour and play on his. Or indeed sit outside your neighbour and play on his. I'm not yes. sure how easy it is to hijack your neighbour's <laughs> PlayStation, but I'm Go sure on. people are desperate to find out. It'll be launching this autumn for £200, thereabouts, which I think is reasonable except of course it doesn't have an actual player inside it you have to link it anyway let's move on from there i think it's our crowdfunding time of the week don't you in that case 
I'm going to play. No, I'm going to play the old one. I told you I would. Oh, go on then. I miss it. I miss it. I like it. Do you? Yes. Okay. Well, you can have it. Thank you. Okay. So there we have. We had your fanfare. Hmm. Do you remember those pens you used to get? Quite chunky pens with sliders on the top. I most certainly do. Pull the sliders down. You had four Absolutely. different coloured inks. And then it got jammed if you pressed two down at once. Always got jammed if you pressed yes. two down at once. Do you mean it had black, red, blue, and green as as far as I recall? Yes. And sometimes they had that weird thing where when you tipped it up, a sort of image went down, like it was a boat sailing down the Thames or something. The, those that, pens seem to quite often have those things as well. Well, the only ones that I remember was girls whose swimsuits fell off when you tipped them up. But maybe Ooh, I had never had, one, never had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so right. introducing the colour pick. That's colour pick, pick without a C at the end. Mm-hmm. Colour P-I-K pen, which has not one, not four, but 16 million colours, which is, you've Good got grief. to admit, is quite a A lot of buttons. Well, this is the clever thing. It only has one button. And what the one button does is it activates an RGB sensor in the other end of the pen, mm. the, the end away from the nib. You can scan just about anything, and you know, an aubergine or your wallpaper or whatever. Yes. And then it mixes the colours for you. And it comes with multiple nibs, so you can draw fine lines or you can draw broad strokes. And it's available on Kickstarter. You can pre-order it now for £140, and that comes with one ink refill. Oh, so I was going to say, yes, are. I was going to say, this sounds like printers all over again. Not it terribly expensive, does, yes. but clearly the refill. Well, are you intrigued enough to get one? I, it sounds I'm not, very clever. It does, but when you think how small the pen has to be in order to be holdable, the refills really can't hold that much ink. And I imagine they'd need to be refilled really fairly often. Besides which, I don't tend to draw with a pen. I use a mouse, which is a statement that would have sounded absolutely bizarre about 40 years ago. <laughs> it's, it still sounds a little bizarre even now. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Anyway, so that's on Kickstarter. And it's taken 30 years to train the mouse. It has. That's <laughs> on Kickstarter and it ends on October the 28th. And jumping from Kickstarter to Indiegogo. Now, yes. You have tried playing the guitar, I think. You've given it a go. Uh, and the not problem... really. Never quite understood no. the guitar. I'd managed the uke with four strings. Much easier. Well, the guitar has six strings. And if mm. it's an electric guitar, then they're going to be metal strings. In fact, if mm. it's anything but a folk guitar, they're going to be metal strings. And mm. you have to, they will chew up your fingers. So it takes mm. a while for your fingers to get calloused in order to, to press them down. Plus, you have to learn all the chords. Well, this is a guitar accessory for people who either don't want to callous their fingers or who want to... That's a good point, actually. How do blind people play the guitar? Because if their fingers are suitably callous, how on earth can they read Braille? I don't know. You said that's a good no. point. I, I just said something without actually realising I said it. <laughs> no. No, you okay. didn't. I was, I was, I, <laughs> mine was a good point. Anyway, so this is the Rock Dreamer Guitar Bar. Right. Which is a sort of chunky plastic sleeve that you clip onto the neck of your guitar. And it has 11 buttons that hold the strings down for you. You can play seven major chords, plus, for some reason, G7th. Mm. I don't know why it's G7th rather than E7th or B7th, because most guitarists are going to play in E, but there we go. So seven major chords and six minor chords. Some of the chords need to hold two buttons in order to play them. 
And you think you've got to hold two buttons to play the chord. You might as well just learn how to play the guitar. Or get some sort of keyboard that will just simulate a guitar. Or indeed, indeed do that. Anyway, for people who refuse to learn the guitar but want to play with <laughs> the chords sort of available to them and no others, yes, then it's there on Indiegogo. Um, 100 quid, so it's not hugely expensive, uh, ending on September the 27th. So take a look if you like the idea of it. Don't take a look if you don't like the idea of it. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, but certainly not one for me. But Not one for you. Well, no. you could now. No, indeed. They probably don't make a ukulele version. No. Well, I've sort of finally mastered more than seven major chords, and G7 is a very common chord on the ukulele, so I'm it I'm is. happy with that. You're happy with that. Yeah. On to Captra, those irritating oh. things oh. on websites. Yes. Don't Do you know what Captra stands Captra. for, incidentally? Uh, crummy, uh, awful, pathetic, um, something like that. Something very like that, actually, and even worse than that. It is completely automated public touring test to tell computers and humans apart. Oh. It is the clumsiest acronym. It, it is anyway, appalling. Are, and I think the way it, tell, it, it tells things apart, a couple of times recently I've tried tracking things coming from China, when they insist it's not just once or twice you have to do it. I would think I must have gone through about 13 or 14 screens before it finally hmm. accepted I was a human. I think the way it's trying to do it is to make you so angry that you start smashing out the computer and you think, oh, yes, that <laughs> probably isn't a computer. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. It's used on 120 of the top 200 most visited websites. So the University of California thought, well, how good is it at actually convincing the computer that you're a human? Yes. So they got a 1,000 humans to perform 10 of these capture tests mm. on on among these 120 websites and they took an average of 9 to 15 seconds with an accuracy of between 50 and 84%. They then got AI bots to do the same. <laughs> I can see what's coming. Who yes. did it in less than a second with an accuracy of 99.8%. So the so AI the less bots, accurate you are the more likely you are to be human. Well yes. Or the AI bots are better at proving they're humans than humans are. Oh gosh! Either way, it's not. I mean, great, you could write a you could write a ten thousand word essay on that last phrase. Oh, you could get ChatGPT to write it for you. Yes, well, that's true. That's true. Yes. <laughs> and you could send it along to your virtual meeting, and you can get very other people's virtual AIs to listen to it and then comment on it virtually. There's not really any point in getting out of bed anymore. Not really. Not once you've got your PlayStation portal. You can just lie there playing uh, virtual video absolutely. games. So really, this week's episode of Gadget Gizmos, solution to everything. Just stay in bed. Don't get in your yeah. car. Don't no. drive in <laughs> outer London. Don't, don't hold your don't phone get in the Maggie car you're not driving. No. And um, take out your contact lenses at night so they can recharge. Otherwise, they can charge from your own tears. Could you be sitting there weeping into your <laughs> pillow? Well, that's fantastic. Extremely useful. Thank you very much indeed. Um, there's, so there's no way it can we get AI to answer our caps of things because it does drive me to distraction when I no, encounter no, them. we can't. It's very irritating, isn't it? Mm. It is. It yes. Is. I wish there was some way of retaliating. Um, the trouble is, it is a bit like a te you do actually want to try and do well because there's that it's same instinct that yeah. kicks in when you do a pub quiz. You think, oh, yes. I don't really enjoy these, but you don't want to get it wrong. Yep. Anyway, uh, 
that is it for this week's Gadget and Gizmos. Um, there won't be one next week because I'm taking a quick break, but we'll be back in a fortnight's time. So that's it from Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.